Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. For his last interview of the year, Matt sits down with bassist Pete Rains and cellist Brian Wilson of You Bred Raptors, the inquisitively titled and enigmatic instrumental band based in Astoria, Queens. Infused with funk, folk, jazz, and alternative rock, the band's entire discography is available on Bandcamp, along with their latest LP, Grant, which was released in November of last year. Both avid buskers, Pete and Brian, speak with Matt about what it's like trying to make a living as full-time musicians in New York, and how the city's ever-changing music scene continues to impact performers. They also discuss their differing tastes, their writing process, and their residency at the show Sleep No More. With the band's next album to be released in the coming year, expectations are high as the year closes in. With that, here's presenting Matt Storm and Pete and Brian of You Bred Raptors. Welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I'm here with You Bred Raptors, or since there's a question mark, You Bred Raptors? Um, Pete and Mike. Um, Brian. Brian. <laughs> you fucked it up already. Wow, I'm going to start over. I apologize, Brian. <laughs> Go away. Right. See, but it sets the standard really low, because if I can't get it right, then it's my show. All right. I'll just let you guys introduce yourself. It'll be easier on my brain. Jeez. It's all you, Peter. Oh, hey, uh, this is... Pete, uh, I play eight-string bass, and uh, this is Mike, the cellist. No, over here. my name's not Mike. My name is Brian. My name is Brian Wilson, just like the Beach Boy, only spelled better. With a Y. With a Y. It's more aesthetically pleasing. My mom told me that's why she chose it that way. Less successful sounding. Yes. She also said that. So um, so I'm here with you, Bread Rafters. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. I've known Pete for quite a while now, at least over two years. We met. <laughs> We've been acquaintances for quite a while. Yeah, well, acquaintances. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Fuck you. I don't even like you anyway. <laughs> um, so I've known Pete. I met Pete at a live Twitter talk show taping uh, uh, hosted by Colin Cosell. Um, and uh, we had connected after the show. He'd given me a copy of Hammond, which is one of your records. And uh, I've been a fan of the band ever since. And I reached out to Pete this week to do an interview. So. Right, I gave you that for free, didn't I? Yeah. Because I wanted to get a show at one of the burlesque shows that yep. you attended yep. with, and your, I, with your lady. And you failed on that for I did fail. I'm terrible. I tried to Everything get Everything you have set up for me. <laughs> so I fully expect this podcast to <laughs> evaporate digitally or something. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna lose it. Um, we also, if you have hair sounds in the background, we're in an apartment in Astoria. And we have a, a third member of the band here with us, which is Fox. Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder. Oh, great name for dog. You can, you can actually take off his martingale and collar if you don't want to make a noise. So That's cool. Um, and so, um, I guess the first question I wanted to ask, because I've always been curious since I uh, first heard you guys, is mm-hmm. the name you bred Raptors, with the question mark. Yeah. Well, was... it's Peter sucks. That's what... Oh. <laughs> Peter's pretty unoriginal, and he had to steal it from Jurassic Park. Uh, that's what I did. Uh, I, I always said I wanted a band that was, you know, you bred Raptors, the question, and I wanted, you know, no guitars and no vocals, so... And so, so the no the no vocals was always something from the beginning. Is it because you just didn't want to deal with lyrics or, or lyricists? I don't want to deal with deal with singers. They I think suck. lyrics kind of pigeonhole the song to one meaning. I don't know. I just I think instrumentals just carry a lot more weight. You know. I mean, I think that's what I thought was most unique about the music you guys were doing when I first heard it is that there was no vocals, which I don't hear a ton of these days. Yeah. Um, and so I think it definitely helps make the music stand out. Um, how long have you guys been playing the instruments that you play? Uh, fuck. Uh, how about you, Mike? What, what was... What, it's My name's Bryce. <laughs> God damn it. It's been, one mistake, and it's going to live with me for the rest of the episode. It's been years. Uh, I've uh, been playing for 17 years, I think. I, yeah. Wow. I, I think I'm the same. I'm a couple years older than Brian, but it's... Yeah, it's been as long as I can remember really picking up an instrument. I wanted to play bass, and... I think my, my first fake band was in, like, fifth or sixth grade. And I, it was with this kid named Scott Twardowski. I never told the story, but he was like the bad, poor kid. And I just wanted to be friends with him because nobody else would be friends with him. Aww. And so he wanted to start a band. And and we That's had a fake why band. you picked we, it up? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there are worse reasons. No wonder your life's a he was, fucking he, failure. He was a smelly kid, and I just I was I felt bad for him, so I started a band with him. And we never got together or anything, but I had a bass because my dad did, so I played bass for that band. We didn't have a name or anything. I've been chasing that ever since. <laughs> um, have you have you been in other additional bands besides uh, yes. you, Brad? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was in this place as Haunted. It was a video game band. That's cool. For 10 years, I was signed as a solo musician, solo bass player when I was like 22. And when that company, you know, went bankrupt, as most indie labels did in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. I just moved to New York. So I've been in. Another shit move by Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drive, I have epilepsy. So uh, uh, I had moved to New York because they have a public transit system. I mean, that, that's as good a reason as any. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been as many bands as other people because I've always led the bands I'm in. I'm always the super serious one that actually gives a shit, you know. If I was, if I was a better bass player, I could probably join a lot of different bands and just kind of coast. But I, I can't. Doesn't can't sound like that's that. a thing you want to do. No, I'm not capable of just coasting. And what about you, Brian? I was never in a ton. This was pretty much like the first full time band that I was in. I mean, in school. <laughs> I went to school for music out in California and I, you know I played in a bunch of different groups but it wasn't nothing serious like this where you actually had to fucking commit to it I mean growing up I played in you know more orchestras and like chamber music stuff which I didn't really I, I didn't like playing in orchestras so he still doesn't like it but you, you do it for hire I do it very rarely, but it's called I Need Money, Peter. <laughs> yeah, this band this doesn't, doesn't fucking pay the bills, Peter. You should know that. <laughs> thing is, we do make money, but we yeah. just, we put it all back into the band. Of course. And yeah, I'm the accountant. I know exactly how much oh. money we make, and it fucking, it's just never enough because all the money we make has to go back into buying shit and fucking, I mean, it's because it's I'm Jewish. I'm good at it. There you go. I mean, I'm Jewish. I know too. You know, please. Are, are, please you don't. are you intrinsically good with money? Actually, I'm terrible with money. So I'm. Huh. I'm. Yeah, I know. It does not ruin my. Let the audience decide who's circumcised out of the three of us. There you <laughs> go. Um, so, uh, it sounds when listening to your music, there's clearly a ton of influences from rock to classical to all sorts of stuff. Would you say there's a direct artist that influences your style specifically? No. Enya. 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 I hear it. <laughs> I mean, not, it's strong. I'm actually not fucking with you. I love Enya. No, but I wouldn't say Enya. Uh, I mean, directly? No. I mean, Pink Floyd is my favorite band. I think Pink Floyd is the only band that, on a tour, we always say, like, we can listen to Pink Floyd together. Yeah. Because uh, maybe Ratatat I like Rat is, is another band. That, but those, these are just bands that don't annoy us enough that we want to say, hey, turn that shit off. <laughs> Um, yeah, you like some shit that I fucking hate. Yeah, I like a lot of heavier music than Brian does. Yeah, Brian's I hate when those guys are screaming. <laughs> shut more, the fuck up. Brian's more into electronica than I am, too. Yeah, so. a little bit. But, um, I don't know, nothing like straight off that I'm like, oh, this is what inspires me. Nothing inspires me. Oh, I'm a musician. Yeah, well, we are we're old dead. and bitter. Yeah, It sounds like it. Yeah, we're dead. It's refreshing, inside. honestly, because I've spoken to so many bright-eyed musicians. Are you so. serious? Yeah, tons of them. They're, they still exist, surprisingly are they, enough. Are they new? They're new, right? Hey, how no, long some have they of them have the been game? around for a while. Some of the indie, indie rappers I spoke to have been around for a decade. Rappers rappers are different. It's, it's so much, <laughs> no, seriously, it's so much more of a Maybe they're selling thing. drugs so they have That's money. True. They are, it, it's competitive, sure, but a lot of the, the hip-hop thing is like it's short sets it's who you get on the stage with and like it's kind of a communal thing and it's a social thing where you're trying to like competitively outdo each other whereas what we're doing there's no camaraderie you know there's yeah. very few bands that we can actually get on stage with and like have a respect for that they're doing the same thing we are you know especially busking you know we play way more than most bands so those bands you talk to I'm not I'm not throwing shade or talking shit, but I'll talk shit. Those bands who play once every couple months and practice maybe once every two weeks, like of course they're happy. This is a hobby for them. Right, sure. This is this is what we have to do yeah. to, to pay those bills. Sure. You know, that we aren't paying. <laughs> My bad. Do you want us to be less negative? Because we, we can't. No. It's very hard for me. Actually. It's hard right now because we're we're booking right now, we're planning a music video and a recording and uh -huh. um you know, we're still incorporating a yet another new drummer into our band so uh we are super i wouldn't say negative right now we're just super it's really tough focus to i think tour. is the democratic yeah the last tour was not great mm, and yeah. so we're trying to 
we pretty much have to do like the same area of the United States. Got gotcha. sucks. Yeah, sure. So now we're we're trying, and it's so hard. Yeah, the South is super tough, and now we have to do it again. So we're trying to hit as, as Midwest as possible and not hit a lot of Southern spots, but. It's not, it's not being kind. A lot of places are not nice to touring musicians down there. So, um, I wanted to go back to you guys talking about busking because I, I seen, I seen you just days ago busking in um, Union Square, um, which is it's what reignited this acquaintanceship. It did re- reignite oh, this acquaintanceship. True? Damn right it did. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I, I hadn't seen you guys play there before. I'm sure you have. I just, I hadn't passed you. That's great. We've been playing that spot yeah. for five years. Yeah. And, 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 and so we, it's funny that we, I still see friends who are like, yeah. I had no idea you guys played. Or they're like, where in Union Square do you play? I'm like, you fuck, you know? <laughs> well, it must you... be the time you guys start playing. I mean, what time do you, you play usually six play? To six nine. to we nine. We always play six to I nine. I get out of work at five, and I'm usually around there around 5.30. So that's, yeah, why, okay, yeah. so that's why I keep missing you guys. But So I wanted to ask you about busking. So you guys do it, do you do you do that every day, every single day? No, or, no, no. A couple times a yeah. week. Yeah, a couple times a week. And is that one of the spots that are scheduled that yes. you work out with the well, MTV, MTA? Yeah, with MTV. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody down, listens. Downtown Julie Brown actually gives us our permit every two weeks. Of wow, course, I think I'm too young for even that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I love That's downtown Julie Brown. That's a little Julie young Brown. for me. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, we had to audition for the Music Under New York program five right. years ago, and we got in. So now we get like lifetime permits, but we have to schedule every couple of weeks, and and now with this new drummer, so we're just getting our our schedules kind of situated. So we usually play Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday every week. Union Square, Herald Square, Grand Central Station from 6 to 9 at night. Because, like, 9 to 12 is ridiculous. I'm not going to fucking do that in the morning. Yeah. Uh, 12 to 3, nobody's really That's, there. Yeah, right. 3 to 6, people are not out of work yet. You might right. just get the tail end of it. But 6 to 9, you actually have a shot. You know, nobody's going to stop on the way to work or they're in their lunch break. But on the way home, sure, they might give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> they might be they, just too tired enough lives. not to hate you. So, um, <laughs> There's no ideal time to busk, you know. We, sure. we do, like, Coney Island on July 4th, because there's, like, 2 million people down there. Yeah. We do New Year's Eve. We've been doing that the last couple of years. And I just got the permit. We're at Grand Central again. Fuck. Which, which is okay, because it's right next to Times Square, so there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But last year, some fucking noisemaker set up, like, a noisemaker shop right mm-hmm. next to us where we were playing. Really? You don't remember that? Dude, I've been in this band a long time. I don't remember that. The dude who set up a table with all the noisemakers you could buy for New Year's Eve celebration. Oh, to, to like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so And so he was trying all of them out. And we're like, look, man, we have a permit to be here. You are selling illegally. Like, I will not say anything about your, you know, illegal shop here if you keep the fucking noise down for the next three hours, all right? Like, yeah. they're noisemakers. You don't have to test it out to get people there you know so sure you have to navigate politics like that in the subway there's people who aren't in the program who are just set up and play or they want your sure. spot yeah but no one fucks you know. with us because they know we, they know we've been in the program for so long yeah well i mean we've been here five years we play after the the races group i think it's called and they've races. been in, yeah they've been in for 25 years wow so i didn't even know the program had been around that long they were one of the first it was, yeah. it's a band yeah. like andy's fusion band they're oh, like cool. panpipe players oh nice they're easy to make fun of sure. because and the trope of the panpipe player in the subway is there because of that band sure yeah so they've been there forever i remember being in harrisburg those guys would come down to harrisburg pennsylvania and play the arts fest really? oh wow you know on their on their off days they i remember were, as a kid when I, i'd come into the city i definitely remember seeing them yeah, yeah so i always remember you're like are they indian are they mexican <laughs> i don't know i just like this music yeah right exactly. but they're like the nicest dudes ever yeah, they're and they're from astoria here oh cool um and we've played a bunch of shows for muni with them we played at uh was that the world's fair world's place? fair yeah we played that last year with them so every once in a while you get like a super easy gig from muni like you show up and play 25 minutes and here's a check oh cool you know so um, I wanted to ask a little bit about writing process and the new records. The newest record you guys put out last year was is called Grant. Yeah. And um, when you guys write the music, do you guys collaborate to write? Do you write separately and then kind of pull together? Does one person do most uh, of the writing? It usually starts off separately. Each each one of us will like like kind of bring an idea to the table, and then like I'll I'll write like a little bit, get an idea going, and then bring it to Pete, and we'll pretty much like collaborate there and then kind of finish it together yeah and i'd say sometimes we'll both bring more of a skeleton to yeah. the table you know so like a song like ice nine off grant that was like all brian 
Yeah. That was one that I had very kind of little to do writing-wise, where, you know, like something like I wrote Moonshine. Yeah. That was all me. You know, I was just like, hey, just make it sound hillbilly. And, <laughs> yeah, and I had to get into a racist The entire character. thing, he was just like, I'm sleeping with my sister. Sleeping with my sister. <laughs> I couldn't, because I don't like country music. Yeah, right and right. I, well, I'm not a huge fan. I just wanted to write a bluegrass song on the bass. And, sure. Uh, but then this new album that we're working on, as yet untitled, that we're recording next month, like, it's been the most collaborative, just because we're together so much, you know. I hate you. We don't even have time to, like, write on our own, which is we get together, like, tonight before you came here. We just, we had to figure out one last part to kind of glue this song together, you know. And then, <clears throat> and then we're working on this classical piece that's just, like, kicking, well, it's kicking my ass. Brian can sight read. I've never taken lessons, so I'm like... An idiot. I'm I'm, I'm an idiot, and I'm struggling like hell. I feel the love, guys. I gotta say, I really feel the love. (laughs) This is how you stay together for sixty years. Yeah, this is how my grandparents talk to each other. I didn't tell you, but we got into this. We got this pilot thing, and they shot a sizzle reel of us, and Uh they actually have categories. There's, it's like a band competition. There's Mm -hmm. eight bands. One of them, and he's like, "You're in the, you know, this upper echelon of bands." And I'm like, "Hey, that sounds pretty good." He's like, "No, no, I mean like." You're in the bitter, cynical stage right now. You know, like he did. <laughs> what do you mean? He basically said, like, you're the old and bitter band. That's like, that's what we're gonna edit to portray you guys as. Uh, you know, well, the band that's, that's been um, for been yeah. around forever. The really good band that's like not adhering to any of the norms. We're not trying to sound like everybody else. Sure. But we're like, we're pissed off. <laughs> you know, like that nobody's listening and nobody cares, and it's we we aren't happy we used to be a lot more positive but all the shit that's happened to us especially over the last year i mean it's i was never positive he wasn't but it it was at least easier to be diplomatic sure and um and it's just i I get annoyed with bands that like all they care about is their like social media brand and while that's important sure you know they're, they're they're the bands that you know complain about dragging their stuff from you know, an Uber car to the venue. Sure. Where, like, we're the ones that have to actually drag it in the subway, mm-hmm. set up, play, sure. tear down, carry back. Like, it's... The bands now are, like, so spoiled where they think, I'll just make a viral video or I'll just be a YouTube sensation and play covers. Like, they don't... They don't know what it's like to actually pass out a flyer and have somebody tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Like, they don't know that, like, boots on the ground kind of street marketing that, like, I had to kind of grow up with, so... I feel like there's a different mentality for modern music now and bands than there was. I think it's why you guys stood out to me also as not having a lyricist and doing interesting sounds. Is It's just not anything I've ever heard on the radio. Because you're not trying to be a radio band. You're but, trying but do you to... Listen, do you even listen to the radio? Not like, more. There's but, no way There's no way we'd be on the radio unless it was like fucking, you know, an eclectic college station or some shit well, because yeah. if they can't put you in a box what are they going to say you are and well, I th- we, get, we get every now and then someone's like hey I heard you on the radio or, or well we I, were on I, like I WNYC on, I put you on the radio that, that was a big one like yeah. the NPR thing was big but we hear that you're on W blank 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 like right, I, I don't know station. that I don't yeah, know who nobody those. listens and I get we did, we did a, a radio spot we did that live show yeah we have to constantly remind each other of all the shows we played but <laughs> I like I don't see anything coming of that anymore. So that yeah. that trope of like, oh my god, the first time I heard myself on the radio, like that doesn't exist anymore. Sure, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, no offense, but everybody can have a podcast. No, you're or, absolutely or, right. Or a radio or yeah, satellite totally. radio station. So it doesn't it doesn't mean as much, and that's why radio they're not taking bands like us, like mm-hmm. the bigger radio stations. They don't want to take a chance that they're only playing top 40 or they're only playing country. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's why I started two podcasts is because I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, it's that mentality (laughs) that anybody can do it. And I mean, I've learned a lot from it. It's been great. And I mean, honestly, doing the interview show has been great because listening to different perspectives Mm -hmm. on music or even I've interviewed entertainers and comedians, it's just media now is not the same podcasting is the future even though there's so many of them if interviews like this are going to happen they're going to only be happening on late night for so much longer eventually yeah. this is going to be the way i, I did i did yeah. hear that like somebody was saying that you know it's really stephen colbert is one of the last people in late night television yeah to actually keep doing these long form interviews like it's now it's just stick 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 yeah get get you know, and so it's nice that the the platform is moving over to podcasts where you actually get to hear in depth interviews like what Marin's doing. Yeah, it's Nerdist funny because like everyone's attention span is so short, but podcast is the one thing that kind of breaks that because yeah. they, you can listen 
listen to podcasts that are fucking two hours long because I guess everyone has so much time to either yeah, kill in the car Joe or Rogan something. Joe Rogan has like all the time in the world to like he puts out those like three four hour interviews. Well I mean like yeah. people are people, they have you gotta you have a commute or you're you working your family, out or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hate your family that's yeah. a good reason that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a big one Just sitting alone <laughs> in the bathtub <laughs> um, so I know you said that you moved to New York um, so you, both of you guys didn't originate here I'm from New Jersey, so I, I live with my Mike's parents. Mike's from at Jersey, it. and I'm shut from up, <laughs> Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and yeah, I moved here about ten years ago. So, and did you find that there was any kind of different music scene from where from Kentucky versus here? Or? God, well, that's what I was told. That's why I moved to New York, and yeah. I guess I was told I was, you know, under the influence of this is the. You know New York City that I saw on the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sure. You know, like <laughs> this is Run fuck. by the Foot. Yeah. And also, there's so many warrior gangs out there. You know, right? that's what I thought. And then I got, and then the music scene is so rich. And I remember people saying, "Don't move to New York; it's going to eat you alive." And and so I got there, and I was like, "I can fucking do this," you know. And that's what made me want to move there is the fact there's so much music and it's so expansive. But you know, I got here in like 2006, 2007, so. It's massively different. Sure. To, like, it, I don't think it ever was that way, or it no. hasn't been since the 90s. Yeah. Like, it is just catering to this, this super wealthy, and the music scene is dying. The arts are dying. There's venues closing up every other week. Totally. So, and that's what I came into. He's yeah. the you know? most <laughs> negative guy of the year. I don't think it's negative. It's it's true. Nah, and that, nah. that's, what we're, that's what we're navigating is just like, and the the venue scene was so political when I first moved here. It's even worse now. It's so fueled by nepotism and networking, and it's and you know touring bands aren't taking local support anymore. Yeah. No, nobody like ninety nine percent of like touring bands will not take local support unless yeah. they know somebody. And even then, they because they tour own. with other bands now. Like they're and not. I get it. It's just it's a it's a monetary business thing. You know, yeah. like why why pay a support band? Why pay a local band? You know, like. You know, one of my favorite bands, Russian Circles. Like I've tried to get on a show with them ten times. Like, yeah, ten times. Wow. And then they're coming here again in January, and every time they come, I'm, I get so excited. But then it's immediately filled with dread because I've talked to their management so many times. I've talked to the guys so many times, and I know, and I see where they're playing, and I know right away if there's even a chance. Yeah. You know, and now they're playing at St. Vitus in January. I'm like, there's no chance. There's no chance. They're gonna no. play two shows, and they're gonna be sold out. Yeah. They don't and need another the, band. The, man, the, the guy who runs the bar, his band, yeah. always plays with them. Yeah. And I get it. It's politics. And I'm like, but if they played somewhere like you know, Gramercy or something, and I'm like, we might have a shot. Right, because they because, will sometimes hire a local Gramercy yeah. before. So we have, you know, at least some history there that's like all in the books. But it sucks because I saw them, they played Music Hall of Williamsburg. And I tried so hard. And I got, I got close. I got really, I got closer than I ever got. And... The point of the story is that I showed up at 8, and there was nothing going on from 8 to 9. And the first band went on at, like, 9.30. And you guys could have played from 8 to 9. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. it was full. Why? But why Like, why pay the band? Like, yeah, why, why pay you why when they even, can just have the empty space? Yeah, and there's fucking... Even I was like, even if we didn't take money, which is, like, something we try not to do, but sure, sometimes you have to. Like, just abstain from taking money, which sucks, just to play it in front of a crowd like that. Mm-hmm. The roadies are like, oh, I'm not doing extra work. The sound guy's like, I'm not doing extra work. Front house manager's like, I'll have a smoke for an hour instead of fucking playing, you yeah. know, like doing my job for a local band. So that's what we're dealing with, you know? It's a hard stance to take, too. Like, my wife's in a band, and for now, because they all their careers have all gone in different directions, they mostly play once a month at the same place sure. that they have a residency at. But beyond that, they rehearse on their own, but they just haven't had time to, like, move forward right, with yeah. the band. But the one thing that they they pretty much said from the get-go is they're never going to play for nothing anymore. Because so many different artists and bands in the city now will just like, well, I'll do it for exposure. Fuck that. Yeah, yes. you can't do that if you ever want to make money. But that's the thing, like... I think in the beginning I was like, oh, those bands are stupid. Now I'm like, fuck, like, to your face, like, fuck you. Like, you're ruining it for the rest of exactly, us. Exactly. By, by, like, just doing this shit for free, yeah. doing it for exposure, like, getting the pay-to-play bullshit, getting 50 tickets and being like, here, sell these for us. Like, yeah. fuck you, Webster Hall. Like, why am I going to sell your tickets for you? Yeah. You know, and then have to pay you when we don't sell all of them. That's yeah. fucking... What we're trying to say is we just need a viral hit. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> No, and we've, we're at the point now where so many, you know, people are asking us because we're, we're looking into getting a booking agent and, mm-hmm. and, and a management firm and a PR place and whatever, but 
they're like, well, the idea of buying on a tour is is really kind of looming over mm-hmm. for us. And you're talking like five, six thousand dollars. Sure, yeah. to That's get a lot money. of money. That's expensive. Man. It's super expensive, but it's like, is it? You, you have to say like, is it worth it to get on a tour with like Breaking Benjamin or some yeah, band right. like that who that's how they, they made have it. a huge audience they so. made it by buying on a tour of yeah. thrice so yeah or whatever band that was but the point is they did that work is that a strict A to B to C because I don't I don't think it is no you know, I think a the band in- like us it's not gonna be easy to find a you know like Explosions in the Sky comes and they you know I would max out a credit card and find a tour with them because I think it would be great. He doesn't have very good credit. I have terrible credit, and this is why I'm not charging the money. (laughs) Don't we all now? But I think also the thing is, what's interesting about you guys as a band too is that you'd fit in with a bunch of different acts. I don't think that there's just one band you could play with. I think you're right. It's just nobody wants to take a chance on us. Right, and it's tough when when you don't... We've talked about genrefication a lot on previous shows, and I think it's the idea that everyone wants to put something in a box because that's how they understand it. No one is willing to like let it just exist without a label. And I think because you guys kind of exist in so many places... I th- well, you have more places like Hot Topic or The Wall right? or FYE selling your music yeah. than you can have a bunch of genres. But right. now there's, yeah, there's, there's no, no place to sell them. It's yeah. like, what is this? I need to know so I can put it on Spotify. Exactly. And that's the cool it. thing about the subways. You like... you you play in front of so many different types of people that like just people that would never be exposed to your music are all of a sudden like jamming to it like a little fucking old Chinese woman or something or like you know like a an, like a, a young African girl or something you know just like people that would never be at your show I just like they're, we're culturally diverse Peter Stop laughing at me, Peter. I've, I've heard him say this before, and it's always like an old Chinese lady and a young African girl. Like they met. Those on, are the two. They met on a United Nations brochure or something. Like, listen. Well, tell me, I'm the, tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Have you not seen no, that no, no. old Chinese woman he, he, there? He's totally right. She's fucking loved it. You know what's funny? Like everybody asks, "What is this type of music?" Which just shows me, like, wow, you don't listen to anything. Think, like, yeah. You haven't totally. heard this? Like, I think it sounds like a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, no, people would... I can understand why they would say that. I don't, I don't know exactly I mean, maybe they I, want to go and look for bands that sound That are similar. like you, I yeah. Hope, I hope that's the reason, because people are so lazy and they never... Yeah, they like, like it. They're trying to see, like, oh, what do you call this? Yeah. But there's nothing to call it other than, please give us money. I'm an old Chinese lady. I don't know what to call this. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to something we were talking about earlier with, with records and writing... Um, since I know it's cliche for a lot of bands with lyrics, like you name the song the hook, you know that's really easy. Oh, I don't know what to call the song. Oh, well, we say this word three times, so that's the name right. of the song. Yeah. With with your songs, do you come to a name for a song and then kind of write, like have an idea as a name and then write about it, or do you have this song created and then try and figure out what to call it, or does it just kind of naturally happen during the writing process? I think we do it differently. What do you do? I don't give a fuck about he the does. name. Yeah, I don't right. give a shit. You could suck my... Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, what I, he's, that's what he's working on right now. Yeah, it's called Suck My Dick. Um, nah, I usually just write it, and then I'm like, fuck, I gotta come up with a name for this, and then I don't like any of the names. And But you, like, I feel like you start off with, I like... I start off with with this emotion and, and the, the title, basically. Black. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What was the classical song? What we had a back and forth on that. What, I what? was like, I originally titled it classical. <laughs> <laughs> so creative! It's amazing. What? what do you remember the interaction? Yeah, I was like, I'll call it Dresden, and I was like, No, no. I don't like that. What and then you said something like clown pockets or something. <laughs> it's like, uh, it was some stupid candle pins. Candle pins. That's the dumbest name I've and ever then, heard. Well, what did we decide? I said, we were like. Oh well, I guess we're out of stalemate then. And you're like, okay, stalemate. Oh, he's called. St- That's pretty yeah. cool though. Okay, but but mine are like it's some deep, deeper meaning that mm-hmm. kind of I only know, like how to get from point A to point B. Like I right. know what that song means, and that's mine. But when we play it, it's for everybody, and it can mean anything to them. It's it's kept purposely vague enough that it doesn't have to be like. My girlfriend dumped me, <laughs> and now I'm at this movie theater feeling all bad about myself. You know, I don't want that. That'd be a pretty long <laughs> song title. I'm saying it'd probably resonate with a lot of people. Now, at the movie theater. But it would be a really I'll take that under long... advisement, okay? All right, great. Um, I remember seeing online that you guys were doing work with Sleep No More. Um, how did a gig like that come up? Through, through lots of tireless booking. Oh, yeah? Um, 
that was that was a tough one to get because it's as you know if you've been to Sleep No More it's, it's like it's it's an off Broadway show and it's very mysterious that's the whole thing. It's also very mysterious how you get booked there, uh-huh. <laughs> and it took it took a while to pin down who it was. This dude named Paul. I finally got an email, um, and so I wrote, and he's like, "Hey, I saw you guys in the subway. Actually, I'm totally down with this idea." I'm like, "Yes, fucking uh-huh. finally!" And then he he's like, "All right, let me get back to you in like a week." And that's like usually that means I'm never gonna hear from you again. But he actually got back to me, but he said, "Hey, I'm leaving. Sleep no more." So. Oh, I'm no. gonna hand you off to the next guy, and I was like, "Well, that's it." Yeah, like, right. Why well, would I had he? My in, yeah. But apparently, the next guy had also heard us in the subway. Oh, cool! So he's like, "Oh, I, I love this idea. Let's let's book you right now." And we got this show like four months in advance. He just gave us a random Wednesday or Thursday night or something, that's and, cool. and we made it like such a a big thing. You know, because it was very important for us to play. Because the second I saw Sleep No More, I was like, "This is us." This yeah, is so us. It like, fits the mask for sure. It's it's weird, and it's like we're lulling people back to reality after such a kind of a surreal, trippy experience. And then they liked us so much after that that they just kept booking us, and we've done it like two dozen times now. After like in the last year and a half, that's awesome. Our next show there is in January, so we try to get at least once or twice a month. But the holidays are weird because they're. Halloween and their New Year's shows are always like industry shows. Sure. So. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask, since we're talking about Sleep No More and masks, um, you guys perform with masks. Um, was that something you guys always did in the band, or is it something that you guys added later? Is there a reason, specific reason for it? Uh, that's something I did solo, and then I started doing it before he joined the band, and he was just like, fuck, whatever, man. Just, <laughs> just fucking give me money. But that was yeah. a terrible, terrible business was- venture on my part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so now we're we're kind of schlepping around the same masks. We, we get rid of them sometimes when they get too gross. But I just bought these new ones from um, um, Prague. Cool. And do, do, do the masks have to have, like, a certain requirement for you to wear I, in Prague? I think, in, uh, well, I mean, you got to be able to breathe. you got to well, be able obviously. to see. Sure. But, I mean, that's a big deal. We have some awesome masks that are just too big and bulky. and, oh, yeah. and they Some can't. of them are too heavy, too. It yeah. Fucking wear, you, wear your face. So they're great for, like, photo shoots and maybe, like, one song at a venue. But for the subway, we usually play, like, two or three songs with the same mask, and then we switch very quickly. Because in the subway, we don't want to give people any more than, like, five or seven seconds to kind of... Because you know, if you stop, then they'll just wander yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. So it's very hard to get a crowd. It's okay, kind of easier to keep a crowd, but sure. you don't want to give them the chance to fucking bolt because they're gonna do it. They have shit to do. Um, we but, used to yeah. kind of cater certain songs to certain masks, but now it's just like whatever. It's you so got. fucking hot. We're not gonna we're not gonna go to the, you know the SWAT team mask right now. <laughs> we're gonna go to like the, the luchador mask that's very very thin. You know, and has a lot of space on the face. So some people think it's fucking hacky, or like gimmicky, which I can see why. But I think it kind of lends a a real theatrical. Element. I yeah. mean, theatricality like I think is present in your music for yeah. sure. So the masks make sense to me. Well, it also helps in the subway. Like people visually see it. Yeah. They kind of want to know what's going on. It catches their attention. Know? And we know the music's good enough to keep them there, but just to get snap them out of there, like. You know, I hate my job. They're I looking hate my at family. they're looking at porn on their phone, or they're playing two dots, or whatever. Like just snap them out of for just a second, you know, because yeah. that's that's all you know. That's all the time people are willing to give you these days, you know. Well, it's weird. Like when I'm on the train commuting, um, I look up sometimes, and I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to music, but I'll look up and like nobody is looking up or looking around. It's, it's kind of creepy. It's weird. Like you know and. And, like, what I love about the Q train is, like, we go over the bridge. You can see the city. You can see sure. some really cool stuff. And so I'll always look when we're on the bridge, but people are just in their phones. And it's just, it's so bizarre because growing up in New York, like, I remember taking the train and being excited and looking around and not being packed on every car. Sure. And it's just bizarre. And I think having the masks, when people are wandering through in their own world, like, it'll catch it out of the corner of their eye. And they're like, oh, yeah. what the hell is this thing, you know? And, yeah, and, and like Brian said, like, mix, like emotion is mixed to like visceral mm-hmm. or it's curiosity um some people look up some people are like oh this fucking stupid slipknot gay cover band like <laughs> yeah. whatever they think you know at least it elicits some reaction right I'd rather that than just like dull 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 all the way home and i know what you're saying like yesterday i was on the train at like noon or something and like i looked up because like uh, like my podcast stopped in between another one and the whole train was full but like silent 
Yeah. And everyone's just staring at their phone. It's just one of those weird train cars where everybody's kind of alone going to somewhere work or something, and it's just, damn, like... I find it even, unless I'm traveling with my wife on the train, like, I'm silent, too. I'm listening yeah. to stuff on my headphones. It's just, it's really bizarre. But then, but then, CK but got it right, man. It's because we're all too afraid to just embrace the sadness inside us. <laughs> we don't want to be sad for that one second... That ten seconds that you're like, oh shit! But then I, you don't want to be that creepy dude ever who's like, you know what? I'm not gonna listen to my headphones. I'm gonna talk to this person. And, no, don't and then, talk then to then anybody. Maced, That's crazy. You know, because you're creepy. Don't ever talk to anybody. And then you're exposing yourself for whatever. <laughs> well, at least you're not actually exposing yourself. No, I, I hear they that. arrest yeah, people that, for that. That's that's they what tend to arrest Some people for that. Change stuff. that archaic law. Oh right, yeah, that law that doesn't make any sense. Um, so you were mentioning touring before and that you guys want to try and do more touring but not really hit the south. Do you add really... <laughs> we have to hit the south. Well, we have to. It's like it's right below us. There's no way to get out of the northeast without hitting that. <laughs> That's not true. You well, just go west. Our last... Or the, first, or the first tour we did this summer, we went up to Canada first just to avoid yeah. the south and that was a great tour. Do you guys yeah. find that... So why do you think that is that you're having such struggles there? Is it just the, the crowds harsher in those, in those They're places? They're a lot less energetic. The spaces between good cities are just more... So you're driving a lot more. Mm-hmm. You're hitting less, you know. You're, you're you're covering more ground, but you're hitting less people. Right. And uh, it's just, man, just. I don't know. Really, the places we also played just didn't seem like luster. they had as good built-in crowds as the one we did on our Midwest tour. The yeah. one in the Midwest, like, it's not like we have huge a huge pull in in any of these cities. We, you know, because we're based here. Right. Um, but like, the one in the Midwest, just like. There was just more people at each show, and that was the tough part. There's like less to do in each city, I guess, than just go to shows. Dude, you know? but in the South, there's nothing to do. <laughs> no, I guess they're just more, you know, they relinquish to that fact. There's nothing to do, so yeah, I'm not leaving the house. My sister, dang Ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a preferred, not music-related pastime that when you're doing when you're not writing or performing Masturbate. or traveling? I, I juggle constantly. Do you really? That I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe you just like collecting pins. We're in for 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 the audio listeners, which is all of you. We're there. We're literally surrounded by clubs and balls, and I went really. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a juggling instructor. Oh, that's awesome. I'm off time, and yeah, that helps center me. You know, and I I sometimes feel guilty. Like man, all the time I spent trying to get juggle five clubs. Yeah. I could have been writing more songs, but. I would have just been sitting here, like, getting frustrated writing that song when I could be outside enjoying the weather. So that that definitely helped. is like, a meditative thing. I don't know what Brian does. I'm a podcaster. I have my own podcast, too. We're only doing this to cross-promote yeah. Brian's Oh, awesome. Mine, mine is called the Human Sadness Podcast. <laughs> And it's all it's it's kind of like what you do. It's, we we interview artists and shit. So oh cool. I like to how hard it is to be that. Yeah, artist. you have to be sad. That's the first requirement. Oh, okay. and you have to be doing art. So they usually Filled go with tons of self doubt. Well, I mean, I I host two podcasts and I have a music website that I don't nearly post enough articles on. So there's plenty of sadness in me. Yeah, so. yeah. I just want uh, we'll to do taking on more hobbies. Like, yeah, exactly. Instead of focusing so, on one thing. If you ever want to cross promote and have me on yours, I'd be happy to talk no, about sadness. No. no? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Um, do you guys, you know, go to movies, play video games, like any of that kind of stuff? Um, Read? I, I think we were talking about earlier. Like, I'm nerdy. Um, the video games I'm super monogamous about. I just, yeah. I only have a couple that I adhere to. And then the fact, and just the nail in the coffin is like, oh, they keep making different systems. So, I'm not yeah. going to buy a fucking Xbox 3, or what's the newest Xbox Xbox One. one. Yeah, they've gone back to one. fuck that. Like, I want to. I want to play the new Hitman game. But sure. I'm like, it's only on Xbox One. Guess I'm oh, not well. playing. The, I guess I'm done with that series. Yeah. Same with Grand Theft Auto. So I just, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be outside or doing something. And just, you know, I've been doing eight, nine hour booking days sure. recently. So, well, that makes sense. But I didn't see Star Wars last night. Kind yeah. of bummed. I haven't seen it yet either. I'm hoping to go tomorrow morning. So you'd be that guy. I'd be like that the guy. Nine o'clock show. Nine. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just lucky my wife doesn't divorce me for dragging her to a showing. Like, See, my girlfriend has Star Wars tattoos, so but she got sick last night, and I've only seen Star Wars. Nerve once. of her! So I'm like, I only really want to go on opening night because yeah. it will be a fucking fandom. Oh yeah, it'll see. be crazy. But now, like, I'm not gonna go on Sunday on the weekend because <laughs> now it's just gonna be annoying. Right? You know? There'll be now people it's just be fucking crying. families and kids and shit. <laughs> so oh, I hate being around people. 
It seems like it. You yeah. seem like you're in a good business for that. Playing yeah. in a band, you know. Makes I don't want to be around families watching Star. I'd rather be around like the diehard fans that camped out for twelve hours and I just showed up one hour before. I hate being, <laughs> I hate being like in the where everyone's like on the same team. I hate that. You know, I love that. That's the only thing that's. Just, I don't like, like at a sports thing. I don't like I sports, wish... but I love the Olympics for whatever reason. Well, a lot of people like I, I I know a lot of people who tune into the winter and the summer Olympics just because it's just like the spectacle of it. I mean, that's the only reason I mean, I've ever I watched hate, it. Here's the thing: I download all of it from torrent sites, yeah. so it doesn't have any of the commercials. But it still has all the bullshit like commercialism and the fanfare and all that. Sure. Like I don't care about patriotism. I don't care about team stuff. But I get so gymnastics. I love gymnastics. I'll even get down with like. Like in the biathlon, like idiots like cross country skiing and shooting rifles. Like when the fuck are you ever gonna use that unless you live in Alaska? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I mean, well, if you live in Alaska. So, so I mean, yeah, f- <laughs> f- almost four years ago, I made the band dress up in these terribly ugly Olympics uniforms. <laughs> My balls were hanging by. out of the bottom of the uh, right? shorts. <laughs> they, they were, were like so they short. were short, short. They were barely covered our testicles, but <laughs> yeah. we wanted to look like as ugly as possible. It was opening night. You know, and we were playing Crescent and Vine. We didn't really look that ugly, honestly. Yeah, Brian took a pee, forgot to like shake, and there was like pee dribble on his <laughs> And we oh, had to Photoshop man. it out of our picture. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> ah, god damn, my life is hard. The, the magic of Photoshop. It was like the first time in my life that I ever wore a sleeveless shirt. Like, I'm so against <laughs> it. And I felt so dirty. Oh, uh, you're so gross. Shirt. <laughs> Sick, man. Um, uh, the next thing I wanted to ask is, so clearly, even though your tastes are divided and very varied, are there any big bands that you're that you're really into that you're looking forward to seeing anytime soon that are coming through town? I mean, yeah, we Russian circles. Uh, right. Um, I knew Ratatat was coming, but that was one of the douchiest shows I've ever been to. Really? Like the bro culture just grabbed uh, onto Ratatat. Oh, like, really? I didn't know that. I've never do, been to their live shows. Let's do lots of date rape to this music. Uh, like, that's oh, really? definitely what it felt like. Uh, that sucks. Um, I, man, it sucks. Cause I definitely don't Vanessa want Vanessa Carlton was just here. That's crazy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I God, definitely don't want to be that guy that just, like, hey, come to my show and then doesn't go to... So, like, right, doesn't sure. go to that's that me. Show. That's who that's I totally am. <laughs> I've been trying to go to a lot more local shows and it's been cool just seeing what's new and, and popping around yeah. here. Um... But I can't not go as, like, a business musician. Like, I'm constantly thinking, like, what's wrong with the show? Like, could we play with this band? Like, what is this venue? Like, the sound guy sucks. Like, I can't just turn it off. Right. But I keep trying. There's there's a place uh, in Brooklyn called Bar Best that's, like, every night. It's just musicians from around the world. Mm-hmm. Like that's A lot of my teachers use That's an amazing there. place. And oh, it's just awesome. one of those places of, like... This isn't gonna last. Like it's just too good. No, it's I don't too know. Nice. I hope so? it does. Yeah. And we're trying to get us a show there, but I'm almost weirdly glad that they're the, they're so selective about yeah. who they bring in. I mean, it means that they have a quality at least yes. for their for their and bands. like I know like eventually I I want to play there, but I'm so happy. Like I saw a classical guitarist uh, a couple weeks ago there, and then I saw this like Argentinian xylophonist. Like why the fuck not? You know, I just yeah, went on sure. a random night. And every night is just something amazing there. So those places still exist, but they're so they, they pop up and they get shut down, you know. So I've lived in New York my whole life, and I grew up in Staten Island. Don't hold that against me. Um, oh, wow. But uh, but like there were so many. Like I would see local shows all summer long at a different place every night. And like now, the only bar I go to regularly see music is the Way Station in Brooklyn because yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, and uh, I'm a Doctor Who fan, and my wife's band plays there, and I know the owner, and like it's the only place I know that's been around for a little while now, and that has music almost every single night. Mm-hmm. Most places don't really, a lot of places don't do that anymore, or they're harder to find. Yes, and it's a bummer because I love seeing local music. L- like you're saying though, as a podcaster who interviews musicians and, and I review music every week, it's like I'm going to these shows, seeing oh maybe I could have them on the show, or maybe you know I don't find myself in a space just enjoying music as much because I want to think about well what can I do to promote my show next or For sure. yeah. and you you it's have tough. to be like that and yeah it's, and you've got to do it without coming off like just a self serving douchebag of course it's just like I'm all about this and. I mean, when you talk to bands, do any just flat out say no, or but are they all? No one has. Pretty, um, like last night, I my wife's band played last night. They're called the Wasties, and they Rips. do like uh, Celtic music mixed with a little bit of rock and roll. And um, we were there literally so my wife could sing one song with them, and we had to go because she had a gig acting today. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want to blow out her voice, and so we were there very short. But we got there in time for the previous band, 
and after they played they were pretty good kind of a reggae rock kind of mix but not rap rock um but when they got off stage they're handing out postcards he hands me a postcard and he goes hey here's a postcard check out our stuff and so i instantly went oh well here's my business card check out my stuff and he said oh i definitely will and i'll be in touch and people no one's ever flat out went fuck you but but people have said oh yeah i'll be in touch and then i never hear from them oh that's every night in the subway right we get like three or four business cards and i'll follow up with most of them yeah like 95 percent of them i will and then 95 percent of those they'll never get back to you yeah and it's just everybody every night somebody wants to be our singer every (laughs) every night somebody wants to like yeah, they want to rap over us. Yo, dude, let me rap over this shit. It's like, nah, man, just sh-. unless you got money. If you got money to pay us, which, absolutely. Which has never happened ever. You know, yeah. he's gonna. If Kanye West to- wants to sample this shit, <laughs> absolutely, just pay me. But other people want to make a music video, or they yeah. want to do legal work for us. Like, I'm, I'm happy to talk to these people, but most. People yeah. just want to pretend like they're doing something. Yeah, sure. And when it comes down to, to it, actually like, doing it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'm even guilty of that. I, like, I've I, we've been acquaintances for for quite a while, and but I only asked you recently, and it's because things in life, or you know, yeah. like I'm listening to you guys, but it's just it's it, but seeing you then again reminded me. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why haven't I asked well, them? That's, and it's well, like, it's true. We've known each other this long. Like, must some party must have been like, well, they're probably not going to keep going. You know, I like, don't. I don't know that that's the case. I don't. That. I don't think that's the case. I, I, would, I think that sometimes about like if they have something going on. Yeah, like you will definitely find them again. Yeah, it's not like a negative no, thing. It's just yeah. like if it if it, if it's supposed to happen, it will basically. Right. No, I I think it's part of that is that like because I was a fan of your music and I followed your what you guys were doing, I knew that I'd always have an opportunity to ask. Sure. sure and yeah. so when a band would come into town that's from, you know, LA and they're in town and want to do an interview, I jump on that because yeah. it's time sensitive whereas you guys yeah. are in Astoria and I'm in Brooklyn and I had this kind of in the back of my head, I guess, idea that I can just reach out when and I needed it. And you can. It. And you did. So and, it worked out. And Shalom. <laughs> Shalom indeed. Arigato. Arigato. <laughs> Um, so what's coming up for you guys? I know you guys said you're working on a new album, and uh, the new album's gonna be different. It's every other album has been like full length, and now the fucking kids these days, man, they don't. Well, I'll tell you something about them kids, man. They don't back be listening in my to day, people used to listen to eight albums in a row. No, uh, <laughs> nobody cares about the full album anymore. So I think we're doing uh, like a six song EP, and we're just gonna try to see how that goes. Because we're trying to get a music just, video going. We're gonna get a music video going. We we're playing the Toy Fair at the Jacob Javits Center. This That's year. awesome. That's oh, we cool. got a we got a show coming up at on January sixth at the Mercury Lounge. Yeah, if you could time this. You def- well, so this great. is going to come out this Tuesday, but right. I will definitely put in the show notes. Okay, yeah, about January sixth. But promote, yeah, promote anything you've got coming We're up with the, the Gantry, month. who are from Astoria as well. Definitely um, come out to that show. It'll keep you uh, a virgin. <laughs> keep you gangster. I don't know. I, I you guys seem super gangster. <laughs> this this guy. Just, that's me, this man. That's uh, me. I used to make fun of him because I was like, Brian, stop, stop acting so gangster, and he's like, dude. It was like five black people at your your school. Yeah, like I actually came from a diverse I went school, and to, I was like, you know what? You're totally right. Yeah, <laughs> I was the minority in my school. I went to a black high school. Um, and so okay, so you're working on a music video that's going to be in 2016. I'm guessing. Well, everything's going to be in 2016. Sorry, we're like two weeks away, but we're, we're, <laughs> what we're, oh, yeah. we're recording. No, he's right though. I'm yeah. an idiot. Recording. Um, uh, <laughs> the music video touring. We're doing. We're doing two weeks in February. Um, and then March, we're starting another residency, and Brian's going to Vietnam for going to weeks. Vietnam. It's where my girlfriend lives. Got him. What's your girlfriend again? Yeah. Ah, Brian's got a girlfriend in Vietnam. I don't know how to feel about it. He just doesn't like me to be happy. I don't like Brian going ten thousand miles for sex. Well, no. you're you're just worried about him not coming back. That's exactly. I told him, <laughs> Brian, don't get married. He gives me a look like, haha. I'm like, no, I need I need to hear you say, I'm not going to get married, Pete. Because his brother went over to Europe and got married. Yeah. And then didn't come back? Well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, wow. I hit a note. Yeah. The, the whole conversation, all the dick jokes and the laughs, and that, that hit a note. I don't want to talk about it. Um, don't get married. Yeah. I'm not getting married, man. Um, as, as a guy who's married, I advocate for it, but, you know, don't, you don't, don't break up kids, the band. You do you? No, I don't have kids. Joe, fuck kids? no. Uh, I'm not sure. Over there? Okay. She's not here. Jill, you can walk in. It's you okay. can come in, Jill. <laughs> Is she is she standing in the in Peace the doorway? Yo, it's bad. okay. Jill, come on. Where is she outside? Is she standing? Oh, she, she's, she's not stand, standing there. She's standing uh, right there. No, she's not. She closed the door. Jill, in, come on. Her. You can come. You can come in. It's cool. We'll 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 have you on the podcast. It's cool. Oh, she might be talking to her neighbors. All right, whatever. Um, 
Hang on, let me talk to my drummer for a second on the podcast. Hello? Yo, we got the drummer on the podcast. Hey, what's up, man? We're doing a podcast. What's up? <laughs> Live and improvised. None of this is planned, folks. Okay. Uh, uh, just text me where you're at, okay? <laughs> okay, man. Later. I, I, like I said, we got to do everything. <laughs> my drummer just called, like, can you call me a cab? Okay. From where he says, <laughs> "What? Yeah, because I have to Uber the car for him. You know, does he not have the money to Uber the car? No, it's just he can't download it or something. You uh-huh. can cut all this out. This is boring, yeah, but okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking drummers, man. Just so, don't. Sounds this like a is struggle. my advice to anyone who's listening: to this don't ever get involved in the arts. Yeah. Be an accountant. Sell your soul. <laughs> don't love anybody. And." I just kill yourself, honestly. Super dark. <laughs> just, just kidding. Super, super dark. Um, just kidding, man. I'm serious. I, I think. I think. I think in rapping. <laughs> wow, uh, that got really dark. Thanks a lot. <laughs> just man, kidding, man. Come I'm on, serious. guys. <laughs> trying to get guys to like you, guys. Come on, try, help me out. They here. will like our realism. That's true. Um, no, but seriously, as musicians who've been doing this a long time, especially professionally in New York, which a lot of artists I talk to, it's like I do this and something else. What's your best advice for someone who really want to dive in head first and do it as a career or a profession? Do you have any strong advice that you would yeah, give? Do it and don't half-ass it. That's it. Like, don't try to sound like everybody else. Don't emulate other people's success. Fucking, if you want to really do it, do it. Like, and if you're moving to New York to do something in the arts, like, you're either really stupid or really dedicated. Or both. Right. Um, don't, don't tow the party line, but, like, understand the environment you're trying to navigate you know like we're vastly different from where we were five years ago because we've had to be and right this this thing has kicked our ass and we're still constantly learning stuff about negotiation how to brand ourselves you know how to be taken more seriously and you know in another five years it's all the shit that no has more. nothing to do with actually that's, creating that's music. music yeah, yeah. find a way that you're still loving what you do you know when you're kind of like at home like when you're writing or when you're painting or whatever Remember why you love that, because everything else is going to try to beat you down. That's actually some of the best advice I think I've heard on the podcast. So thank you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Seriously, uh, Pete and Mike. I mean Brian. Okay. <laughs> Don't Ser- actually kill yourself. That's not a good advice. No, that's not at all. Um, no, seriously, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I've been a fan for a while, and it's great to have you on the show. And I would love to check in in 2016 after the new album's out and stuff. All right, cool. Sounds good, man. Thank you for having Sounds us on. Good. All right, good Raptors. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Shalom. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.